And uh, I get giddy like when I when I knock on the door and I feel I hear somebody coming to the door. It's like it's about to happen. I'm making money in the bank. So the first thing is your attitude when you're going up to the door because I mean door knocking in general, it's a scary thing. All right, keeping it real with Mel, we're here with Ritz DiGiovanni. Man, uh, you pronounce that right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. We're at Northern yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Um, you got a real estate team with Remax. I do. Uh, but and, we, and you've got some special powers and some secret sauce that we'll, we'll get into a little bit. But why don't you tell the, tell the audience a little bit about kind of your, your real estate business and, and kind of what that looks like. Right sure. I, I, um, I got a small real estate team with two licensed agents that are working with me right now. I've got a transaction coordinator slash uh, uh, VA. Um, he was my virtual assistant. And then I've got an office manager slash bookkeeper. And uh, I've been doing this for uh, a long time. So I've been um, since 1987. So I think I've been doing this about 36 years. 36 years. And what's, and what's just, where were you licensed? Uh, licensed in Virginia only. And I've gotten a lot of great friends and um, who are from Tom Ferry's organization here to give great referrals to. And now I got a great company in, in Washington, D.C. to refer to. Yeah. All right. We but I, uh, I'm only licensed in Virginia. So. And, how many, and when did you first get licensed? Uh, 1987. 87. Yeah, 1987. So. You've got less digits in your license number than a lot of people. I, you know, I yes, that's literally. <laughs> we got some skill set. And what, and then, um, and we'll, I'm going to come back to that to, to kind of pre-real estate in a second. Sure. So what is your, what's your, what's your primary, in Northern Virginia, but what are the primary areas that you, that you So um, my office is in Burke. My real estate, my Remax office is in Burke. And we also have an office in Woodbridge. And my company, Remax Allegiance, has offices all over Northern Virginia, Maryland, and I think in D.C., um, but I, I've been working in the Northern Virginia area, you know, for, for 36 years, mostly from Alexandria, Arlington, out to Leesburg and Alexandria down to Fredericksburg. So it's up in pretty big area. A little triangle area. Yeah. Okay. Leesburg, Arlington, Fredericksburg. Yeah. There's probably not an area I haven't sold a home in the last, you know, 36 years. No nope. neighborhood or, you know, all right. And now I'm going to get right into it. What is, um, you have a, a, an air of expertise and a certain skill set, a certain marketing. What is that? Well, I, um, I started real estate 36 years ago, not knowing anything about the business. I think I, um, there's a guy named Tommy Hopkins. I don't know if you ever read any of his books. Tom Hopkins. So I read his book and he used to wear his band uniform and go door knocking. And I had no idea how to get business. So I started door knocking 36 years ago, and I didn't know what to say or who to say it to. And if somebody said they, you know, I'm just asking, you want to sell your home? And, uh, you know, if you knock on enough doors, someone's going to say yes. So I got pretty successful, I'm, and then I got stuck in a rut. Like, I was probably doing 30, 40 homes every year. And then there was one year in May, uh, about eight years ago, and I had just joined uh, the Tom Ferry ecosystem. I got a coach. Um, and, uh, that year I was a strong listing agent and I was getting, um, you know, 20, 30 listings a year. And that year, I don't think I had a listing and, and it was Mang. and most 99% of my business was listings. And I said, man, I'm thinking seriously, this may not be the right business for me after being in the business for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. 
having a really tough year. So my coach, you know, talking to her on the phone, Kay Fairchild, kind of you know Kay, little woman, she said, I want you to get out there and do some door knocking and I want you to do some uh, Zillow make me move calls because I had zero business and it was May. And so she said, I'm going to take my five, my size five pointy steel toed stilettos and kick your butt through the phone if you don't get out there and door knock. So I went out door knocking, got in, went through a neighborhood, um, never farmed the neighborhood. I knocked on a, what, 500 doors. Wow, 500 doors. 500 doors. How long did it take you to knock on oh, doors by it yourself? Took, it took a couple weeks. Yeah, okay. it, took, it took weeks. Five, so in, in your morning? They, I, they did, I had no business. Water. What else right. did I have to do? Right. So that's I, a good lesson. Like, yeah. if you, you know, you could sit around, I guess, and complain about it. I, you, know, you could do that. Absolutely. That doesn't help bring business, though. Nothing. So you so. got up and you went outside and you did 500 I doors. I knocked on 500 doors. Okay. And what's interesting is I talked to 150 people. Okay. So you got about a. Uh, 150 or 500. Yeah, that's a that, yeah. That 30. I got. I got. 30% um, conversation rate. 150 names, phone numbers, email addresses. Wait, you tell me, how else can you, you can't get that many talking to somebody on the phone. Right. You could buy leads and you wouldn't can't, get 30, can't you get 30, 30% of customers. So, yeah, so I got a listing in there. Okay. I sold that, and then I door knocked around the listing. Again, in the same neighborhood, people were seeing me two or three times by now. Okay. And then, you know, a couple years later, I had 25 sales in the same neighborhood. Dominated. Dominated. And I never farmed a neighborhood, but I knew everybody there and they knew me. And uh, the door knocking just got me everywhere. But it, the best part about door knocking, I've knocked on over 10,000 doors. Wow. Let's, let's take, take inventory of that. 10,000 doors. 10,000 doors. So we were talking earlier about that magician. He's probably got 10,000 hours at the yeah. piano and doing card tricks. Right. So when I put 10,000 hours in, um, realtors in general, salespeople, we love to talk. The best lesson I learned was how to listen. Right. And I honed a great script, and we'll do a role play. Okay. I, I think it's, I love my door knocking script. I've honed it over years. I got a great door knocking piece of paper that I check things off while I'm at the door. Okay. I don't so, you do were in, so when you come to the door, Knocked on the door. You got your, you guys want to run through it now? Yeah, Real we can quick. just do okay. a role play. Yeah, quick. This is the best okay. way to do this. So you're prepared. I've got a notebook. I'm, I'm sitting there. I usually pull up the tax records because I want to know. I get excited when I see a tax record where somebody's owned their house for like 10, 15 years. They bought it in the low and now we're in the high. And then I know I might just skip a few doors. They just bought two years ago when the market was high. So there's you no do, way there's so, them. So we'll start with you do your homework. Oh, you're yeah. not just drive another street and then you just turn into the street no. and just park oh, no. and get out and start knocking doors. You're no, you got to do your homework. And uh, I get giddy like when I when I knock on a door and I feel I hear somebody coming to the door. It's like it's about to I'm, happen. I'm thinking money in the bank. So the first thing is your attitude when you're going up to the door because I mean door knocking in general it's a scary thing. I mean you're meeting people that you don't even know. You don't think oh am I even qualified to be doing this? Why am I doing this? It's freaking a hundred degrees out or it's 30 degrees out and I've knocked on doors in both and it ain't okay. fun. Right. But, um, so that I'm walking up to the door. All I'm thinking is 
think about this. If you, you know the old fashioned cash registers? Yeah. So you go cha-ching. Right. I want you to try that. What does that do to your face? Cha-ching. Like you smile. You can't help it. So the best thing you can do is you put a big smile on your face and all I'm thinking is, I hear somebody coming in the door, I'm getting excited because this is money. Right. I want to talk to people. If I don't talk to anybody, that's, that's a waste of my time. Right. So I'm all excited. So they come to the door and I knock, knock, knock. Right. Um, hi. Hi, I'm Rich D. Giovanna. I'm a real estate broker with Remax. And we just sold your neighbor's house down the street. We had multiple offers over full price. And I'm always looking for more people that might be thinking about buying and selling. And I was just curious. Do uh, you have any thoughts of making a movie either now or in the near future? Uh, we, well, we, we were kind of discussing it, but I think we're, we're, we're probably going to stay put for now. I know how, that house down the street, uh, yeah, I saw they had the sign in the yard. So you guys sold that house? Yeah, we sold it under contract in two weeks. Wow. Yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of interest in it. How long have you been here? I've uh, been uh, 16 years. 16 years? Oh, my God. What do you like most about this home in the neighborhood? Oh, I, I love it. It's, it's, even though, it's, even though we're, we're right by the highway, we're, you know, we're, we're still in a little bit secluded. So it's not like, you know, it's still a few turns to get to our neighborhood, and it's, and it's pretty quiet. Over here. Right, so the seclusion, the privacy is really important to you. Yeah. Great. Anything you don't like about the neighborhood or the house? No, well, I, I think, I mean, we've, we've kind of outgrown a little bit, and, and the, um, you know, and the, and the kids are, are bigger now than when they were, they were, you know, weren't even born yet when we moved in. So we're, we're thinking we might need a little bit more space. Oh, that's great. Yeah. How much more do you think you might need? Uh, maybe, well, we're in a three bedroom now, so maybe we're thinking we might go to four or five. You know, we're, we're just thinking about it. You ever thought about putting an addition on this one or? You know, we hadn't end up with that. That's great. So if, is there a time frame you were thinking about maybe making a move? Well, uh, well, I mean, if, if now that you've mentioned, I mean, we were thinking if we were going to do something, it probably would be in the spring, maybe next year. Spring, great. I take one year appointments. I take appointments up to five or 10 years. So wow. um, what I like to do is keep in touch with you. Um, we send out what's called a whole lot, home evaluation. Uh, it's a great, great tool. And it's great information on what's going on with all the neighborhood values. And my clients absolutely love it. And I promise you it's not junk failed. And we send it out every, it can go out every two weeks, every quarter, every year. How often would you like to get it? I mean, and there's no obligation or anything. No, no you okay. can cancel at any time. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'd be open to like a month later. Every month? Great. We'll send it to you every month, and it's emailed to you. What's the best email address for you? Okay, got it. Melvin at uh, com. Beautiful, beautiful. Let me ask you a silly question. Is there a, is there a price you'd even consider being a seller today? Well, I mean, sh I mean, well, sure. You mean like a like a make me move type of thing? Absolutely. If I found a buyer for your house today, like, what would you sell it to them for? What would be a, a price you'd even consider? I mean, I mean, we, we you know, we, we've been looking online. We think our house is worth like six hundred, but I mean, so I guess if we got what seven hundred, I mean, I guess awesome. we move. Yeah, we're, we're probably not quite there yet, but I think in a year or two, depending on the market, we could get there. And uh, yeah, what's great. Ed, what I'd like to do is, it, when it does get to 700, I'd like to give you a call. What's the best number to reach at? Sure, 202-391 uh, or 418. Yep. Beautiful. And I promise I, I never will spam you or I'll, I'll only call you when I have a really serious buy. Okay, no, that's great. A, that sounds good. Yeah, so you said you had some kids that were getting a little older? Yeah. How old are they? Yeah, well now they're uh, 14, 16, and 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, when we first moved here, that, you know, it was different. 
So you, you raised them all here. Then. Yeah. That's great. Well, I can see a house getting a lot smaller then. Yeah. Yeah. It's our time. This year. We're ready to think, so have a serious conversation about moving. Good. Well, we'll we're going to keep in touch. Okay. I'd love to be your realtor of choice. And uh, I've got 36 years in the business doing this, and I'd love to uh, have you on my team, and we'll, we'll take great care of you when it gets a little closer to that time when you're getting serious about making a move. Do you have any realtors that you call your own realtor right now? We have some friends that are the realtors, and, and you know, my, my, uh, my, my nephew is, is working on getting his license, so we, we've got options. Well, it's great to have friends and family. It's just when things go bad, sometimes you have to, you know, if you, it, it might be a little challenging. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this is all we do, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Okay. Mel, great to meet you. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, take care now. Yeah. Pleasure. All right, so no, that, so that's that's pretty cool doing it. And so it's very natural, just a conversation, no pressure. And I like, hey, you want to sell your house? Like, how can I help you right now? Sign here, none of that. I'm just their best friend, and I, I believe in my heart I'm the best realtor for them. I mean, I really am. Yeah. That's what I, I firmly believe. Every door I knock on, every person I talk to, yeah, and it came across, it comes across really genuine and natural. I didn't feel like you were making pushing. me sell or pushing me or anything yeah. like that. And I get invited into houses the same day I meet them. And literally, I've, I've been invited in. Uh, they're, they're During dinner, right. They're, they're, yeah, all sorts. I've been invited in 100 degrees out. Come on in. Let me get you something to drink. You know, it's cold out. You know, come on in and warm up. I mean, I've had people literally want me to list their house after, you know, talking to them for 20 minutes, sometimes at the door. Wow. So you've gotten some, so you've actually gone door knocking and, and had conversations with people who were like, you know, and you've had to kind of go back to the office, get the paperwork. Okay. Yeah. I, one situation like that, but there's been a couple situations where, you know, they just met this guy on the street. They don't even know. And they said they weren't seriously thinking about moving. Three weeks later, they call me. They looked at my website, AM for real. Then they call me and say, yeah, yeah, we, we just weren't sure about it then. But yeah, we're serious about when selling our house. So this door knocking stuff works then? It's, it's the best. I think it's the best one-on-one because -on -one you get to see my face. You get to see my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and there's things that you have to be careful about. Like one time I wore sunglasses, really sunny day. I wore sunglasses. I never wear glasses that tint. Okay. I, wear, I have special pair of glasses I wear when I'm door knocking because if they tint, they can't see your eyes. Right. Well, like one day I'm out door knocking. I know my numbers inside and out. If I knock on 20 doors, I'm going to talk to 10 people. I'm going to get seven to nine email addresses and phone numbers. And I'll get okay, so you're always asking for the email address and phone number. Always. Okay, and keeping yeah. keep on your clipboard. What If you don't get a name, uh, phone number or an email address, you wasted your time. Yeah, because I've heard different I've heard different theories, and some people say you just leave, you leave a flyer. I've seen some people not even door knock. They just do door to door and leave a flyer. I left flyers for years, never got any business. Here's what happened one time. I had, uh, I left a flyer for uh, free ice cream. I was hired an ice cream truck to do an open house. Mm -hmm. 150 doors I knocked, left of 150 flyers, and 50 people showed up for the free ice cream. Okay. I guess who showed up? Every one of those people that showed up, I talked to them. I didn't get... Zippo, zero people that showed up that just got the fly. So what that taught me is, it's the connection that's the most important thing. Right. Yeah, connecting with them. They don't. Yeah. If you, well, you can't connect through a piece of paper. No. No. They 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 just they throw it out. Wow. So that's the strongest bond. I think door to you know face to face, belly to belly. That's I, maybe it's old fashioned, 
But it still works. The, the, the fundamentals. It still works today, even with the nests. You know, I, I don't get as many people coming to the door because of the nest. Uh, yeah, door and the door rails things. The rings. Yeah. But I'll just do my script right there. I've had one guy get on the phone, and he was in Europe, you know, because he saw that somebody was at his door, and I did my I just did my same door knocking script. Right. So tell, okay, so I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. So you are you you're, uh, were you from Northern Virginia? You're born and raised in Northern. No, no, I'm from Connecticut originally, but um, I was in the military. I stationed in Seattle, Washington. Uh, I call that home just because I fell in love with it when I was out there for okay. three years. So Seattle, Connecticut, then Seattle. Yeah, I was born and raised Connecticut, family from New York, you know, kind of. Okay, and then 36 years in real estate, what'd you do before? before oh, good. Yeah. Before I was in a comedy juggling act touring the world, living the life. Comedy juggling act. And before that, I was an officer in the military. Literally, one day I was an officer in the Coast Guard. Next day I was on tour with a, an act called Gravity's Last Stand touring around the world. Okay, so thank you for your service, first of all. It was great. So an officer in the military, on day one, retire, and then... I didn't retire. I just got, I voluntarily got out. Oh, okay. And then a comedy juggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. And how, and how many years did you do that? Uh, four years. Four years. And you were all over the world. All over the, yeah. All over the world. So tell me, so how'd you get into that? Oh, man. My dad told me to juggle when I was on the, at the beach. We used to watch him juggle stones. He'd pick up three stones and juggle them on the beach. And we just juggled baseballs when we were playing baseball. And then at the Coast Guard Academy, we started a juggling club. Like, what the heck is a juggling club doing in a Coast Guard Academy? We were riding unicycles and juggling in the corridors and well, we had free time. And some of us took it a little more serious and started a, a comedy juggling act. Okay. So your team members in the in the juggling act were also... Two of them were. Yeah. Two Coast Guard. Yeah, two, out, two out of three of us. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Where, yeah. where, where's, where'd you guys... And you guys travel all over the world. Yeah. Where'd you go? It was in New London, Connecticut is where the Coast Guard Academy was. I've been all over Europe... Um, USO tour all over the Sinai Desert, um, Italy, Germany. Um, we did these mountain sites where they put us in a helicopter with open doors and we flew to all these mountain sites. Wow. And then we um, did World's Fair, travel around the country doing college market, you know, colleges. Wow, let's see. So met a lot of people and, and, all, oh. and I guess took your, and, and, and that, that, that experience probably helped with the door knocking. Absolutely. You know what helps is having some experience around the world and being able to talk to somebody about just about anything. And I've been all around the world. If somebody tells me where they're from, I'll try to find out where the best food is, especially in the country. You know, I'm always looking for best place to eat. These are things people want to talk about, and I, I can usually talk about something when I'm at the door. So building a connection. Absolutely. And you know, when you're going up to the door to knock, you know, you might see their military family. So I use that to my advantage. Hey, I, well, I saw your military. And uh, I see a lot of signs that said, you know, uh, no soliciting. Those are the best people to knock. I mean, they're some of the best. So I saw this no soliciting sign. Big Semper uh, Marine uh, flag on the door. So I just knocked on the door and I figured, you know, a guy comes at the door. What are you doing knocking on my door? I said, hey, I just want to appreciate your service. And uh, thank you so much. It looks like you're in the Marines. You're in the military. Thank you so much. I was Coast Guard officer. Thank you so much. And then, uh, oh, by the way, I'm always looking for more people thinking about buying and selling. I was just curious if you had any thoughts of making a movie, either now or in the near future. Right. Just go right, just into, right the script into the script. And the no solicitors are some of the best. Yeah, I found that too in doing door knocking that the ones that, since it's kind of the ones that put up the most resistance, those are the ones that actually do need the service. And when you can, 
If you can push through that that first barrier, usually then they open up. And, oh, and they're the weakest people, and they're like me. If you if you're a Cub Scout or Girl Scout bringing something to door, I can't. I have to buy. Right. I'll buy it. Right. Well, what's the what's the share a share a uh, kind of the most interesting story at a, doing a door knocking? Door knocking. Oh gosh. I know you got. I know you got plenty, but um, what's one that stands yeah, out? Yeah, the the probably the best situation is the guy who literally wanted me to come in and list his house right there, half a million dollar home a couple of years ago. Um, another great story. This is a great story. So when you're putting up directional signs, always, always get the owner's approval. Always. Don't just put a directional sign in somebody's yard. So even when I know it's not in their yard, I knock on their door and get permission. And they usually say, oh, you're like the first realtor that's ever asked. I've sold three homes by putting signs in people's yards. So I'm always looking for the nicest home on the corner to put my right. directional sign because it's a potential sale. Right. And uh, so, yeah, one, one time I, you know, I, I just did my door knocking script three months later, $10,000 commission. And so, I, I mean, the average, you know, whenever I go door knocking, for every hour, I'm making a thousand to ten thousand dollars an hour. Sometimes it could be a five-minute call, like putting a directional sign up. Right. And so you yeah. get a ten thousand-dollar commission three months later. Right. So yeah. So rate so of return. We, yeah. So we're talking about that. So we can we can complain, you know, which is what sometimes a lot of times people, folks find themselves in complaining mode, which doesn't solve anything. You get up, you do something about it, and not only are, is it marginal, you're getting amazing results. Yeah, I, I thousand dollars. The only thing that kind of put things on a hold was when COVID happened. I stopped door knocking, and it was a real tough time. I mean, but I had so much business still from my previous, you know, seven years of door knocking. Right. You know, I'm still getting people calling me in in a neighborhood that I farm. Okay, that's yeah. it. Huh? And tell me, and, and and one thing on a on a non uh, non real estate, you're into rolling. Yes. Oh my God. And in pretty good shape as we can see. Yeah. I'm going to share with you. It's, 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 I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I'm 64 years old. I, uh, I tell people I'm not halfway through my life yet. And that's how I live it. And my energy is, I mean, I just will blow it out with energy. I, I just, I can feel the energy yeah. just being here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's, and so tell me, and you're still practicing, you're actively. So that you want to talk about a funny situation. I door knocked. That's how I got into rowing. So I knock on the door. I see this, this uh, ice chest on the front door. It says Coach Comfy. So I go, oh, I knock on the door, and the wife comes to the door. I go, hey, who's Coach Comfy? What, what kind of coach is he? Oh, he's a rowing coach. Well, my knees are shot. I have a bad shoulder. I have screws in my toes. and I've always been an athlete. But I said, you have always thought about rowing. Um, I sold a house one time to a... Olympic grower, and he's, you know, I asked him, you know, what can I do? Because my knees are shot, I can't run anymore. He said, have you thought about rolling? So I, I, well, that's how I, I kind of got yeah, started that way. Upper body, core, oh, it's everything. 85% of your body muscles are all used in rolling. I mean, it's incredible. It oh, it's huge. And everybody thinks it's arms. It's, it's your legs, your back, your core, and the arms are very little, maybe 10, 15% at most. But so I, I got into this competitive rowing club now, and I race. I mean, it's uh, it, it's addictive because I'm yeah, very competitive, yeah. you know. And I'm rowing against Olympians, and uh, I'm I'm not very good at it yet. But all these people started when they were this big, and 
I just started a couple of years ago rowing competitively, and I traveled, you know, up and down the East Coast rowing. Yeah, and then just like anything else, I mean, you you were now that you're a superstar real realtor. You didn't on day one when you passed the test that next day you didn't sell ten houses, right? <laughs> you 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 started where you were and you got better at it, and now with yeah. rowing now, and you're and you're actually competing, so you're not just oh no, you're not playing around. Yeah, it, yeah. So my first race, this is kind of funny because I took dead last. I mean, by a significant amount. It was only a thousand meters, which is not very far. It's like a four-minute. Supposed to be a four-minute race. It was four minutes and forty seconds, forty-five seconds for me. Single, single man. Single skull. Okay, that was my skull. first race in a single. I'd race in a double and a four and an eight. And so I've done all those before, um, and that was a lot of fun. Team boats, but I just I, I wanted to see how good I could get in a single. So I, that my first race was, you know, terrible. So when you watch the Olympics, you hear the sounds that goes. When they cross the finish line, it goes beep, beep, beep. And uh, we're just waiting around, waiting around. Beep. Oh, there's Rich. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, and how many races have you done since? I haven't done, I just started racing. Oh, just, okay. Uh, I see in my singles. So, okay. one race, I took dead last last year. I raced in two races this year. My goal was not to take dead last. Okay. So I didn't. I took like seventh and sixth. Okay. And uh, next year, and I've gotten a lot better since then because guess why? Practice. I'm getting coached by great coaches. I got a coach in Austria, world-class coach, and I got a local coach here. I'm on the water. I spend my money. I get great coaching. They watch me. Okay, so that's, that's a great point. That's, that's a recurring theme. So, yeah. so just like if we circle it back to, to your real estate business, you don't just pull into a neighborhood and get a, and jump out the car and run up with, oh, I don't have cards, I don't have clipboard. No, you're prepared and you're practicing and then you're getting coaching. So you're finding people that have been there, done that and, and taking guidance Absolutely. from those folks. Yeah, and be a great, I mean, it, it's be coachable. And that was hard for me until about seven years ago when I joined Tall Ferry. Yeah, well, you're because, I mean, you're a driver, you're a go-getter. So it goes hard. You need more coachable. I was used to being in charge of everything. But, uh, you can't tell me how to do something. I already knew it. Yeah. But once you kind of let your guard down a little bit, you became yeah. vulnerable, became open to learning and, and, and growing. Right. And it sounds like that's when you really started seeing advancement in your real estate business. Yeah. I doubled my business, you know, first couple of years. And I, I've just started growing a team now. So and it's like, why did I wait this long? You know, now I'm seeing the results of that, hoping it. You know, I'm at the stage of my life, 36 years, I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to be more of a manager and, and teach and educate and motivate. So, so speaking of motivation, what would you say to, uh, to any, you know, small business owners that might be out there thinking about, you know, they're listening to this label, door knocking, no, I don't know if, you know, I'm, I'm, I, that might not be for me or, you know, what, what would you say to, to that individual that's, that's watching the, in terms of what they can do to really make really move their business forward. That's a great point because it was like a uh, marketing graveyard when I'd walk up to houses because they had five things stuck in the door and that's why I never left anything for a number of years. Now I did start leaving things because I got a sale from it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had, I've only had one sale from more actual information that they read and said, hey, you know, come on over okay. like they interview you to list our house. But it was like a marketing graveyard. And the reason it is because people just stick stuff on. There's no, no connection. No if the pizza places actually said, try to hire a door knocker, like I, I think I could help a lot of businesses. 
train their people to knock on the door and try to connect with people, you know, and, and sell their products. Then, because it's face to face. Then, so you would say that just to get out there and, and, and just have more conversations face to face. Yeah. I mean, it's, you hit the nail on the head connections and conversations. Today, we're in a world where it's hard to talk to anybody. Nobody picks up their phone anymore. Everyone wants to text or... You know, best things, best times to door knock, um, community yard sales. Great time to go. Take your dog. Take your baby. That's money. And go to the community yard sales, just start meeting people. So, so even not, so really more of a figuratively <clears throat> door knocking because you're, you're not actually going to the house, you're, but you're still meeting the people and having the conversation. Absolutely. And you're, you're doing, doing it in a condensed... Just, you're doing this. I do my script everywhere I go. And it works. It works on the phone. It works on, you know, knocking on the door. works wherever you are. Wow, that's awesome. So, meeting people, getting out there, building connection. That's, and that's going to work. The numbers game, numbers and that's going to be with any business. Absolutely. Well, it's going to drop in. So, let me ask, if someone's in Northern Virginia from, you know, Frederick, Leesburg, Arlington... Anywhere in Northern Virginia, yeah. how would they how would they reach you? Anytime, call me at 571-655-3753, 571-655-3753, or just richd at icellvirginia.com. That's an awesome email. Yeah, I, I got it right when, you know, I've been in this 30 right. years. <laughs> so I learned from a guy out in L.A., I can't remember his name, but he had something at Icell L.A. or something, said, I better get that. that. So, yeah, I've had it forever. Okay, yeah. awesome. So we've got phone, we've got email, call, text, I said. Yeah. And, 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 and it started on in Instagram. Okay. Just yeah. hurting. They so you it. can teach an old dog new tricks. Right. And I met a lady by Kate Newey, who's gonna who's just a queen of social networking. And she learned from Glenda Baker. Okay. So it's just a All great. Right. So what's your, what's your Instagram? Go ahead and share it, too. I don't even know. All it's right. just at, oh, Djavon, at, at Djavonna Realty Group. At Djavonna Realty yeah. Group. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll find you. So make sure you guys like and uh, subscribe if you're, if you're on YouTube or Rick. give a call, give a text and an email. I appreciate you hanging out. Well, man, it's a pleasure. Thanks.